so guys, we, we you know for the past couple weeks, you know things have been kind of crazy uh, with the things going back, uh, going on back in Palestine, and with the the in the uh, interview we had last week. But one thing we forgot to address it's very minuscule. It's not minuscule, but like you know it's sort of big thing. I don't but even know what you're since, about to say. Since day one of starting this podcast, something that's been a constant and has finally changed and what i'm talking about that she doesn't know what i'm talking about is the fact that she no longer uh, sara is no longer wearing braces oh. <laughs> <laughs> i was like where is he going with this because i know he's not gonna say that i came on time i came literally late today so i'm like what is he about to say what did i change did you forget the fact that like you literally when i say day one i mean like the day we started the podcast oh yeah sada sada got excited. her braces that is actually day very true we started the podcast yet so it we literally since this has started that's how long she's had her braces on that's kind of a big deal yeah that's actually okay so we let haven't me just addressed it <laughs> smile one time for the camera i just have to say yeah it's been a tumultuous journey with those braces oh yeah i feel like it it Oddly enough, kind of became my identity at one point. Really? Even in just the two years that you've had it? Only actually, because no, it's I been f- more than two years now. Yeah, like two yeah, and a half. Two, more years. than two and a half, actually, yeah. But like it just, it impacted so many mm-hmm. things about my day. Like yeah. I like was careful with what I was eating because, mm-hmm. well, like if I'm out, for example, like, okay, let me tell you, yesterday, yeah. you know how we had spring rolls? Yeah. I happily ate those spring rolls. Oh, yeah. You didn't have to worry about like getting in your teeth yeah. or like getting them stuck in your braces. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's it's like October. So um, everyone at work has like Halloween candy. Yeah. Best believe I'm eating that shit up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I have a cavity now. <laughs> this girl. So you, you went from zero to 100 real quick. You're like, F all that like safety precautions. And technically, it was making you eat like more. It was making you more uh, conscious about what you were eating. But now you're like, well, no, I'm not like going crazy. Oh, okay. But like, for example, mm-hmm. um, burgers, like anything that I would normally bite into, I was yeah. cutting up. I was eating with a fork yeah. and knife. Like, you know, how many times would I, you would sit like, I feel like I didn't even enjoy the, the flavors of food because I mm-hmm. would take one bite and then rinse my mouth with water. Like, oh, you know how yeah. depressing that is? Yeah. So now, so, so what's, like, that's the biggest thing that's probably changed. No, You're, brushing my teeth feels weird. Really? Because before I was like, I've gotten so used to like brushing around oh, yeah. my braces. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my God, it feels so like empty in my mouth. <laughs> like i still have teeth of course but yeah. it just feels like smooth yeah you know and like i went to my first dentist appointment after getting my braces off mm-hmm. and let's just say in the past i've had so many cavities like they know me okay they're mm-hmm. like oh my god let's see your teeth so they celebrated my braces coming off as mm-hmm. well um i only have one cavity in the last two and a half years which is amazing even better than me yeah i mean yeah. it's a bad one yeah like, i have to get a crown <laughs> Wait, the crown is like where, where they, what do they do? For they basically, the he explained this to me. Yeah. I love my dentist. He explained it. He's like, yeah. so we're going to shave pretty much most of the tooth like around it. Yeah. And then just put like a, a like a veneer of type of thing. Not <gasps> a veneer, but like a crown on top. I probably have to do that for like. Wait, didn't you go to your appointment? Oh, oh no, that's not till like November. What? Yeah. You should have just came to mine. I probably should have. Like it would have been a little out of for your context, way. For context, I haven't gone to the dentist in like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been longer yeah. than that. 
probably has it? it honestly i stopped counting after eight years it's been a long time it's been a long time okay but you know like <laughs> life you know. happens okay it gets but i want way. you to understand mm-hmm. <laughs> that first appointment first of all they're gonna make your gums bleed because they're gonna pick at it yeah and then they're gonna tell you, you have like 17 cavities no i definitely i definitely have like more than five cavities ha- because i can Do see you feel i can see the holes Amir, <laughs> you can see the holes. Yeah, I can like see the cavities. It's bad. I'm can gonna I have see? to work on that. I've what? always wanted to know what a cavity looks. I'll show like. you after. No, but like, ha- I don't know. It's just from like years of neglect. Yeah, but why didn't you Not go like sooner? Not like because the thing is, I, I brush my teeth, but like I don't floss every day. Get a water pick. What? A water pick. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, I told you. I this looked last into year. it. Yeah. I was about to buy it, yeah. and I just forgot. No, we're, well, I'm going to make you buy it after we record. Okay. It's actually really good. It's life-changing. I love it. Really? I got it because it, it's so annoying to floss with braces. Yeah. And this was just like the easy way out. Yeah. And they have different pressure levels of the water. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. Like the first time I did it, I was like bleeding. Yeah. But then eventually your gums get they used get stronger or whatever. They get, or like they, they callus over or whatever happens to your gums. Well, no, you clean it out so you don't have gingivitis. So it doesn't, oh. it doesn't bleed. But then I also have like the... You know the what they're called Y picks, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what those ones are? Oh yeah, I have those. I used that's what I used to 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 floss. Uh, floss for the longest time, and I still do. The thing is, is that I I was watching this video on TikTok. Oh my god! Honestly, at this point, TikTok what? should sponsor us because because of how much we yeah. mention it. But anyways, um, this dentist was saying like simply just like sticking it in and then pulling it out mm-hmm. is not it's not enough why'd you why'd you laugh because i just realized how that came out anyways <laughs> That's what she said. putting it threading it like just yeah putting it in between your teeth and then pulling it out is not enough you have to like push it in mm-hmm. and then you basically have to like push it inside your tooth the anatomy of the tooth for those that are watching it's like this is the roots of the tooth and this is like the the part that sits above your gums like that yeah right well so when what, you- what she's doing right now is she's like sticking two of her fingers down honestly like just watch teeth. the video for yeah. this this portion i feel like a dentist Maybe if I'm wrong, any dentists that are listening to this, correct me. But like, this yeah. is how he explained it, right? This is your gums. Yeah. And this is the tooth, right? So these are the roots of the tooth. Mm-hmm. This is like the top part. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. So when you floss, you have to like bring the floss under like that. So you're like sticking the string in and then like pushing it up like that. Is it top your gums? This is your gums. So when you bring the floss in, you, if you're just bringing it slight down. Why are you holding your two feet? Because these are the roots of the down. teeth. What? Okay, I'm going to have to look into that. This is riveting content for y'all. Uh, clearly. Thank you. <laughs> if you stuck around, we probably lost 90% of y'all already. But you know, let's move on. If they're listening, just yeah. just know this podcast is so multifaceted. You can learn a little bit of everything on yeah. here. <laughs> so, but the main point here is that Sara has finally graduated and, and moved on to regular life again by having removed her braces and, and i no longer look 13 exactly but yeah again a lot has hop- happened in the past two weeks because last week we couldn't really address anything going on in the news because of mm. uh <coughs> the uh interview we did with uh zaki zico if you haven't already watched or listened to that episode go ahead and check that episode out it was a great episode he left a lot, a lot of, of a lot of you guys loved that episode yeah, actually because there was a lot of good advice there yeah uh he's done pretty much anything <laughs> And everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. So he has experience with a lot of things that people could take from. Yeah. And he gave a lot of good advice. So definitely check out that episode. So 
Mm-hmm. What has happened in the past couple of weeks, um, or even more recently? So first off, in Palestine, of course, we have the current and constant barrage going down, where Israel's just constantly attacking the Palestinian people, quote unquote, saying that they're like trying to um, get rid of Hamas, uh, but of course they're hitting schools, they're hitting hospitals, they're hitting churches, they're hitting mosques, they're hitting anything except for. Hamas's bases apparently um and there's all these people on the pro-israeli side are saying giving like excuses saying oh but they're using them as human shields and i think the best reply that i heard to this is that if there was a school shooter in america would your response be blow up the school (laughs) it's like sure someone's using human shields usually when someone says oh they're using human shields that means that you have you're limited in your recourse right it doesn't mean that you can, <clears throat> those humans are now like forfeit. Like you can just kill them right. because they're using them as human, human shields. You use that that word to um, warn people and say, okay, there's civilians that have potential of dying here. So we should maybe rethink our strategy, you know, maybe try something different. But that doesn't seem to be in their um, goals at all or in their plans at all. It's funny how there are people who are, still supporting the israeli side and there's all these quotes from like israeli politicians literally calling them like animals they're calling they're saying like uh we're gonna wipe them all out like these are all like very you know nazi-esque kind of sayings but yeah so yeah um i have a lot of thoughts on that i don't know i just i i feel like i dissociated for like two seconds while you're talking but mm -hmm. it's just like I was literally just talking to Iman about this last night because mm-hmm. she was saying like she's having a hard time just trying to be positive throughout mm-hmm. all of what we we've been seeing on social media. Mm-hmm. Um and it's I think the reason why people support or some people support the Zionist movement is because they're so heavily brainwashed. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, there are a lot of people who are brainwashed into thinking that the Palestinians are taking over the Israelis' land. Yeah. Like, they they genuinely have been brainwashed to believe that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know how, but it's possible. Like, you know, you, you can be brainwashed into believing things. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. So that's why I think some people support the Israeli government's decision to, to not... Um, like stop what mm-hmm. they're doing like they're they're basically rejecting the ceasefire mm-hmm. um but i will say like the fact that um a lot of other countries are finally finally kind of sort of speaking up about it mm-hmm. like some of them anyways it's like it's about time but like where were you the first couple weeks mm-hmm. the first two weeks like when thousands of kids and not just kids like women men grandparents whoever were being like literally not even just killed they were like being blown up Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because like for all other genocides like this like there wasn't social media so we we would hear Mm -hmm. about it we would learn about it in school yeah and like you kind of sort of are like oh man like that's pretty messed up you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but you never actually saw it with your own eyes yeah on scrolling casually on social media Mm -hmm. like this is the first time that i think i feel like the whole world is being exposed to it mm-hmm. and you know and it's like baffling to see that some people are still blind to the truth when it's like very blatantly right there mm-hmm. like 
it's one thing like for for anyone that's calling it a war it's it's actually beyond me because a war is when you have two sides fighting each other mm-hmm. this is a one-sided fight like you're yeah. literally just attacking the other side that's literally it yeah well one thing to note here is that when you mention that like oh how can they see all this stuff the thing is is that we've spoken about algorithms before and like how timelines are different a lot of the reasons for this is because they they don't they don't see it it's because their algorithm is showing them something completely different. A lot of the times, these people are being shown sometimes doctored or like maybe older videos of Israelis getting killed or or uh, being um, finding themselves under like uh, bombardment, which is first off a very rare thing if you see the death count versus the Palestinian death count. But like, there's a lot of propaganda mm. being pushed, and we've seen it—the propaganda being pushed on one side, right? And a lot of the people who hold those views, where they're pro pro-Israeli views, is because their algorithm is showing them all the pro-Israeli uh, doctrine, right? Mm. So it, you can't—it'll—it'll it, literally take you, like, as a per individual, to like go up and show them these things because your algorithm is showing you something completely different. So they have to be exposed right. to it by people like us, right. you know. And we do that by like posting stories about it and all that. But yeah. clearly that doing it online, posting those stories online is not uh, really working out to our benefit anymore because first off, the stories are getting suppressed, like you mentioned, yeah. and it's only being shared to your own followers. <laughs> and usually your own followers will be the same people who listen to you or who agree with your views. So there is yeah, a, a divide there, right? Like, I was, okay, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say like today I was in the gym and... um I just went up to say hi to a guy that I hadn't seen in a while. He's like a white gentleman. Uh, he was talking about like, you know, his own business and how he's moving on to other things, whatever. But like, I think he started going into like conspiracies and like Israel and Palestine and Ukraine and Russia. He was just speaking about all these like crazy conspiracies, like just crazier than even what's going on right now in Palestine. And I realized that it's because like his algorithm is so different and so like warped compared to ours that um they're already kind of sucked in by all of those conspiracies and they mm-hmm. think that like this a lot of these things are not real or it's not actually happening the way that it is and how do you reach those people who are already you know fallen into that conspiracy rabbit hole essentially because those things are it's almost essentially like another religion to them right like it becomes mm-hmm. they become obsessed the way he's speaking about it is like mm-hmm. someone who's obsessed with it and like it gets very they get that wide-eyed look when they speak about it you know what i'm talking about right? i do but like yeah. even if someone is so deep in their conspiracy thought mm-hmm. or that belief of whatever it is that they believe you could still that doesn't mean they're like so far gone that you can never get to them like you mm-hmm. could probably still open his eyes to the truth in a in a way you have to kind of be wise about it but i don't know like it's it's just it's so like i, I just feel like this heaviness on my heart like at all times and i haven't Mm -hmm. felt like this in such a long time and it's not like this is just like a new situation but it's like the fact that it's in our faces all the time Mm -hmm. and and i feel even i can i can feel the privilege oozing out of me even just saying that because Mm -hmm. you know the palestinians have been dealing with this for years it's in their faces all the time and they don't get a break they can't just switch it off you know what i mean um so it's just it's it's a lot but it's not it's been happening it's never like there, there is a palestinian situation but there's also the people in yemen there's people in sudan there's the people in in like congo the, the, the congo the uyghur muslims syria mm-hmm. it's happening everywhere, everywhere constantly right oh yeah and it's like 
the unique situation here is that mm. like um those issues are being addressed like there's no cons- there's no weird conspiracy going on with a lot of those issues kind of fa- at face value so maybe that's why it doesn't get as much uh attention because we see what the issue is we we know um there's no no one's trying to like lie about the situation that's going on there we kind or maybe they are we just haven't been fed a lot of that information but and maybe it's my algorithm that's that's skewed mm-hmm. but i just feel like um with what's happening in palestine it's like all, like everyone is recording it mm-hmm. like live as it's happening and there's a lot of press there mm-hmm. that because i and i think they're doing that and they're oversaturating the content because they know that the media is not on their side mm-hmm. like the news you know just a couple of weeks ago were claiming that there were 40 babies that were beheaded mm-hmm. and they literally made that up. Yeah. A and lot so, of the information that came out about that attack from Hamas turned out to be false. Uh, or at least it's, it's starting to come to light that a lot of the information, uh, like where uh, a lot of the civilian deaths of on the Israeli side mm-hmm. were came from uh, friendly fire or from crossfire where the police and soldiers, they're actually instructed to kill civilians if they see that they're being held hostage by uh hamas or the enemy in their case mm. um so I, of course this is like all like new information right yeah. and they're still confirming a lot of it but it's it's being confirmed by israeli um um israeli like uh, media oh, okay. and like their own because the thing is is that the israeli media is also not really on some of them are not really on uh netanyahu or the israeli government side right um and a lot of them of course are being jailed for it and being attacked for it and even being killed for it there there are israelis out there who are trying to call this out in their own way but um of course it's being suppressed by their own government and yeah and but eventually you know when the dust settles it will come to light what the actual situation was and i don't think it'll look good for i definitely know it won't look good for the israeli side especially when it comes to this catalyst that causes whole issue to occur Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't it didn't go down how they're uh saying that it did the thing is is that we're always taught like um an eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind and like usually you don't stoop down to the enemy's level but the fact that they've not only stooped down to the enemy well they're considered enemy's level but like gone five six seven a hundred times worse than them like by using chemical warfare which Mm -hmm. is like against you um international um law when it comes to uh war dealings or war and it's it's being brushed over so like we mentioned earlier with the human shield like these things and attacking hospitals these are these are things that are not allowed Mm -hmm. in in war but whenever you bring them up it gets brushed over it's like oh yeah they're doing that it's like whatever okay but yeah hamas it's like you know why they're, they're doing you're using white phosphorus yeah but like hamas it's like what i've seen so many of the conspiracy mm-hmm. videos and like why isn't the u.s government stopping them like why isn't this happening why isn't that happening mm-hmm. and i actually saw this really interesting one last night mm-hmm. and i was like hmm this is all alleged information obviously mm-hmm. like i didn't really do a deep dive of research in this but like apparently the one of the executive he might be the ceo of blackrock mm-hmm. is married to the executive director of UNICEF. it's not it's not that deep all those conspiracies it's not that deep they, but it was interesting because they were saying that like blackrock is 
one of the largest investors in um, some kind of weapon that they use? Well, no, it doesn't go. Of course, there is the whole industrial war industrial complex or something like that. Military industrial complex. That's a whole other thing. But um, the reason Israel is such a like a um, they support it almost wholeheartedly, like whatever they do. Uh, and the fact that Biden was even questioning uh, the amount of civilians that were killed, which yeah. prompted the, the um, names to be released. Yeah, the names to be released, offic- mm. the official names of everyone who has been killed, at least the ones that they've been able to register yeah. have been killed. And of course, there are like thousands of people that they, they haven't accounted for who are under the rubble or just haven't made it to a hospital because those names are just the people who have made it to hospitals alone. Um, but he was questioning that number of people and... It, it if you were a full-on like america head like america would like um you you believed in the uh imperial pursuits of america mm. then it completely makes sense why they would defend israel at all costs because to them like i mentioned last week or two weeks ago it is a um what do you call it it's like a a uh, a way that they can keep control of the rest the rest of the arabian peninsula around there and the other countries and and have like at least a base or some type of way of keeping an eye on the rest of the countries on the western part of the world or eastern part of the world Mm. right so that's there that's their like strategic plan i did see that well we talked about it literally no i know but i'm saying i did see a video on that too Mm -hmm. um but that's that makes the most sense geopolitically that makes the most sense for them to defend them because they need uh israel the only thing is that like why can't they i don't know actually no because they also hate muslims and arabs in general so that's (laughs) also a thing yeah (laughs) yeah it's definitely rooted in some form of racism Mm -hmm. and imperialism all that you gotta you gotta you gotta hold strong you gotta have trust in allah but that's the thing that's what i was gonna get to don't let it destroy you don't let it defeat you no i know there's so many good things also coming out of this no, and I and I totally hear you, and I I agree because I I literally gave Iman this advice mm-hmm. last night. Like I know that you know as Muslims we are obliged to, is that the word obligated? Obliged, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. But we're obligated to remain fa- like um, steadfast, steadfast, and like have faith in Allah. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the biggest reminder is that as as very tragic these events that are taking place are mm-hmm. like this life this dunya is temporary yeah so and and to think like all of those that are being blown up quite frankly mm-hmm. in palestine they're all martyrs yeah this is this is the ultimate test of not only um the people in that part of the world but every, every all the muslims around the world or all the people around the world right right because here's the thing like they are are feeling the um like the physical backlash mm-hmm. i guess you could say not even backlash but they're they're like physically being injured mm-hmm. there they're being physically confronted with and and for death. muslims and palestinians arabs alike on the western part of the world like there mm-hmm. there's that there was that little boy in the states that got murdered by his landlord mm-hmm. like you know it's it's a scary time for all muslims and all arabs really like mm-hmm. palestinians and i feel like americans are too dumb to ever di- differentiate between like Arab and Muslim, like they don't know it's the same mm-hmm. to them, right? So like, there's this like everyone's kind of like on edge. It's like almost reminding me of mm-hmm. how things were like post nine eleven, mm-hmm. except we were too young to even really feel it th- at that time. But yeah. I'm sure you know those older than us, our parents, etc. Like mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like to the point where like now my mom's like oh you know like be careful when you go out i'm like why mm-hmm. why would i like what do you mean she's like just you know don't like don't wear the you know the palestinian scarf mm-hmm. don't wear that i'm like it's fine like we're mm-hmm. fine but but she keeps like i and i understand her fear as well mm-hmm. right so i'm like okay now i'm back to that phase of like i have to think twice about if i'm gonna go out late who i'm out with you know what i mm-hmm. mean like it's just it's just a very like interesting time to be in yeah and like i mentioned like this is a test for everyone's for sure. mind and resolve for sure and but like there are silver linings i, I try to look for silver linings in every situation yeah always. i think the silver lining in this one is that it's exposed a lot of people to the steadfastness and the resolve of Muslims. Mm-hmm. And it's made a lot of people who didn't know even what Islam was to look into Islam. Yep. It's caused a lot of people to look into what the Quran is, what we believe, because they see all these videos from their own words. They see all these videos of people being faced with death, of being with like their whole families are, are, are either dying in front of them or have already died. Yet they're still uh, praising Allah and, and trusting in His in His judgment and His power and His knowledge and everything mm-hmm. in this situation, and they're like, why do in in with facing all these things? Why are they still so steadfast in their belief? So people have started buying the Quran, and I want to believe that it's more than just my algorithm showing me this. No, I see it too. Mm-hmm. no 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 because we had pretty much the same algorithm mm-hmm. in that case, right? I want to believe that like this is something that's generally happening around the world. Because, you know, I have to still acknowledge that, like, my algorithm is only showing me these things because I like them and knows yeah. what I want to see. Yeah. Uh, and it, even the comments alone, like, w- things that are what I just mentioned, it could be just because my algorithm is showing me and then the numbers of people actually looking at this are smaller. But I want to believe that it's actually a lot bigger than that. Um, I think so. What? Like, I think it is oh, bigger than that. Oh, it is bigger than that, right? Yeah. yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't limit it to just your algorithm. Like, mm-hmm. Especially because if if people are talking about embracing Islam or at mm-hmm. least being open to yeah, learning about it, into it, yeah, yeah, like then it it it's obviously going beyond just a Muslim person's algorithm. Yeah, and like there are so many things that we take advantage of knowing about Islam that I didn't even think that people didn't know like about what? Islam, like how people didn't even know that like Islam was part of the like Abrahamic religions. They didn't know that. They didn't know like there are people who didn't know that like. Uh, Isa or Jesus is mentioned in the Quran. People don't know that Moses or Musa is mentioned in the Quran. Like they didn't know that a lot of that stuff is part of our Muslim lore. I guess you can say mm-hmm. that we just believe differently on how um, um, they were presented. Like in Christianity, they believe that like Jesus is Lord, but we believe that he was a prophet. Yeah, and um, the Judaism. Judaism, like we believe that there was an original Torah, mm-hmm. but then it was corrupted over time. Yeah. Um, same thing with the Injil and and well, the Injil and the Bible the are original. not the same thing. Oh, it's not. I no, it was the, original. The, in, the Bible is like their interpretation or something like that. Like a variation of it. Yeah, maybe? variation. Mm-hmm. But the Injil is like something else. I don't believe there's any copy or any like uh, real text of the Injil at all. Oh, um, that's left over from that. Time. It's left over from that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just uh, interesting seeing people's first introduction to Islam in general. And you know, even if that, even if it just goes that far, the fact that people even know, have an idea of what we believe now yeah. is, I think, a positive. If, if there is any positives, that's what you can take from it. Yeah, I think that like when it comes to like where you said you didn't know that mm-hmm. people didn't know certain things about Islam. Like mm-hmm. I remember I used to have such a naive way of thinking of like, 
Well, if like if all Muslims, and I guess that's because my inner network was mostly Muslim people, mm-hmm. so everyone kind of knew the same things. Yeah. But then, you know, you realize when somebody asks you a question that could seem so like simple, mm-hmm. and you're like, "What? You don't know what that is?" And then you're like, "Wait, if you're not Muslim or you're not exposed to Muslim mm-hmm. people often, mm-hmm. you're not gonna know these things." Yeah. You know, and so it made me realize like. It's it's very nice to see that people are actually seeing Islam for what it is rather than letting like fear take mm-hmm. over and then therefore perpetuate like this like prejudice that they have against Muslims like it once was in the past, you know? Yeah. Because like I like what I tried to relate it to or think about it in my ignorance in something is that like how much do you know about Hinduism? Not much. Not much, right? How much do you even know about Judaism? not much see (laughs) so like when i think i i literally in my i can't even think of one ritual like one thing i know like a little like a couple things uh no but like in hinduism i don't can't think of one thing that's related to that religion in any way so that's how i try and think like oh that's how people think of islam but i guess okay go ahead i was just gonna say Mm -hmm. it's like if you aren't interacting with Mm -hmm. or coming across someone who is hindu yeah you're not gonna know you're not like you're not unless you have an interest to Mm -hmm. to do your own research like the only way that you would learn about it if you're not doing your own research is someone Mm -hmm. telling you about it right yeah so like someone oh my god but what happened (laughs) i keep pulling this damn cord Mm -hmm. oh that doesn't come out no i know but it keeps making my headphones lopsided and it's annoying um what i was gonna say was even with judaism like if you don't know someone who's jewish Mm mm-hmm uh, or and you're not doing your own research like yeah. you're never going to know and same thing with islam yeah. if you don't know a muslim person or you're not automatically interested in islam like the media already presents us in one way right yeah. so like you may have like some idea of what you think islam is like but it's mm-hmm. mo- ten, nine times out of ten nothing like what the media says it is yeah like even there's a comment made earlier where you said like oh you know americans they only think that arabs are muslim mm. but then again it's like i don't even know the answer to this but are all Hindus Indian? Because I used to think that all Hindus are Indian. But do you know, are there Hindus, are, are, are there people who believe or, or practice Hinduism that aren't Indian? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Do you know this for sure? Yeah, I went, okay, I'm not going to say it like that. But like yeah. I, I interacted with people who are of Hindu faith and they're not all from India. <laughs> uh, but like the thing is, is that it's because you live in, a, you uniquely live in a place where you interact with people of different faiths, of different backgrounds almost every day mm-hmm. but let's say you're in america where uh, that's less that. likely you wouldn't, wouldn't know that no. so that's why i don't judge people as much when it comes to their knowledge on what who even believes in islam because if i never interacted with another muslim in my life or even an arab person i might make that connection where i might say oh don't only arabs believe in islam mm, i'm gonna beg to differ you want to know why why because that's like saying only white people are Christ- christians your religion and your ethnicity or your race does it's not the same thing it's two different things right like you can believe mm-hmm. in something and you could be any rate any yeah race but can you see how that can be confusing for someone who maybe is a christian a, a white christian in the middle of america and they know that when it comes to ju- judaism mm-hmm. like because of what they've recently well not recently but like in the last hundred years they've connected judaism strictly to the jewish people so they made it they made the religion an ethnicity in itself as well. I think that's the only... But that's because we know that. Example of that, though. Yeah, but but that's because we know that that's the only example of that. So, like, there are things that we take advantage of 
knowing because we, we uniquely live in a location where there's a lot of multiculturalism, there's a lot of um, um, promotion of interacting with people who aren't like you. So what you're saying is you're excusing the ignorism. Ign- ignorism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What's wrong what? with ignorism? That's not the word. Ignorance. Sorry. Yeah. Shoot. My bad. <laughs> I'm like ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> no. What's the word? Ignorance. Right. You're the excusing ignorance. the ignorance. Yeah. You're excused. <laughs> I completely. For a second, I was like, yeah, sure, ignorism. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're excusing the ignorance. Mm-hmm of middle america i'm not even gonna really limit it to middle america all only america. only if it goes as far as just being ignorant but not judging and not using because like but my thing is you I can be like, ignorant to a situation like me being ignorant hmm. to the fact that like not knowing to thinking that like all all indians are all hindu, indians not all, all indians are, all hindus are indian but then uh not using that to like judge them or, or take it or use it in a negative manner because um yeah yeah because like if okay to give you for that example for like arabs and muslim Mm. like they can believe that like all arabs are muslim but then when they start to believe things like um all muslims are terrorists that's where it becomes an issue but they did believe that and that's because of their ignorance maybe some of them yeah but but like amir Mm -hmm. i i I can't. Ag- I see what you're trying to. I, t- I see what you're trying to go to. That's yeah. literally like, and I, and I know for a fact mm-hmm. that Christians don't believe. Even if you are like the most ignorant person mm-hmm. in the world, not even just America. Yeah. The most ignorant person, you know that there are different races. Like you can't live life on this earth yeah. unless you're on a secluded island and there's no such thing as TV, internet, yeah. anything. You know that there are other races and other religions. Like you, you may not know too much about it, but mm-hmm. you know that they exist. Mm-hmm. that being said most even if you're in a quote-unquote like white neighborhood or an all-black neighborhood you know that there are white christians black christians mm-hmm. asian christians any any race any any other race right yeah so why would you just simply be like well there are only one type of muslim like <laughs> you know there's over a billion muslims in this world i don't i highly doubt they're all out of like so that's so facts. crazy it's like there's so many you know what you know what i always go back to you remember those videos mm-hmm. I've, I've mentioned this before those videos when they go to kids on the street or like just people on the street and they ask them the most basic questions. yeah like where is ethiopia on the map and yeah like, like geography where the geography math like we got we got the jokes you know like what is I it know. uh what's like 21 plus what's 21 plus like 10 and they're just like yeah goddamn 47 how many stars is on the american flag Shit, we got 13 colonies, so 13 minus 50. 13 minus 50, goddamn, 47. Remember that video? What? Yeah, you know the meme, right? Because, unfortunately, like, America's rotting education system. It's I give them a blind... Maybe, maybe they are stupid in, like, the actual sense of the word. <laughs> how are you gonna be a first world country yeah one of the most powerful nations in the world allegedly mm-hmm. according to everybody else but you have some of the dumbest people that are truly so ignorant because they can afford to be dumb right? that's so sad man mm-hmm. america is literally just it's a third it's, world country with a gucci belt is what they say is it not that's what they say about america i'm pretty sure i read that somewhere mm-hmm. and i thought that was pretty funny but it's just it's sad to see because mm-hmm. on one hand, you have the privilege of being 
living in or i guess being a citizen of mm-hmm. a first world country yeah a, a powerful nation no, a wealthy i guess ish nation mm-hmm. but and and i i don't know like is is the education system in mm-hmm. the u.s as a whole is it that bad or is yeah. it just certain well parts? like it's it's usually the lower income areas that have a it's worse education system yeah because the american government seems to like to spend billions and billions of dollars on gun guns and well like you asked the question how are they in number one countries because of that <laughs> yeah but they're there's they're spending their money on all the wrong things uh well they're spending on all the things that will keep them in power that's very sad yeah it's the weapons and the military industrial complex i mentioned earlier you know mm. that's keeping them in power um how do we get onto this oh you're talking about like ignorance and all of that but yeah you know yeah. that's why essentially my point there mm. was like i try not even though I've done it in the past, I'm starting to be try to be more um, optimistic, optimistic and more like hopeful, hopeful mm. that and same. Yeah. It's just like sometimes like when you stop and think about it, you're mm-hmm. like, man, like you just you can't help but make it is du'at. frustrating. It's frustrating. You I know. can't help but make do out for them. And then you're just like sometimes I don't know if you do this, too, but when mm-hmm. I'm watching, I'm just like, I literally cannot imagine living a life like that mm-hmm. like if that was to happen here yeah i don't even know i don't know how i would cope like with bombs and everything yeah like do you go mm-hmm. to like your life just stops you don't go to work who cares about work at that mm-hmm. point like you know your country's being bombed yeah right so it's just like i don't know i can't imagine what life is like there but mm-hmm. it's just it's all we can do mm-hmm. like that we really only have power to do is is to make dua and when we make du'a, like truly believe that, like no one is successful without the help of Allah, and no mm-hmm. one can evade, you know, harm without the help of Allah. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like that's that's really just it, and it's that reminder of like, in your lowest points you turn to Allah, in your highest points you turn to Allah, and mm-hmm. you know we've spoken about this in other contexts, more more so like when whenever you're like personally low or high, yeah. But this is like on a more like a much grander scheme, mm-hmm. right? So. Scale. Skip, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> clearly i can't talk today but mm-hmm. yeah and and yeah it's like and also like um i do see like people trying to say like oh you know they try to make predictions of what's going to happen and say like allah is going to do this is like we don't know what it, what allah wills to happen next he's the ultimate of planners right like we don't know what's going to happen next from here what wherever it could it get much much worse it might mm-hmm. get much much worse it could get better tomorrow mm-hmm. at the end of the day we have to just put our trust in the line believe that everything well it will go as he planned but yeah you know well we will still continue to pray oh sorry a major fact we never even mentioned is the fact that there's currently we're, we're recording this on what day uh sunday. october 29th sunday so there's currently a uh, communications blackout in, I thought I thought it was lifted, no? Or um, no? So what's happening is that is Elon Musk and the Egyptian um, telecommunications company Vodafone, uh, they're building. So Vodafone is building towers near close to the border mm. of uh, Gaza. So like the people who are um, in Gaza can at least get some type of telecommunication connection. And then I believe also Elon Musk said that he will be trying to get like starlinks into there which are satellite internet into the country um but thankfully like we have people on the ground who eventually were able after the blackout they're able to go to like the top of buildings and get some type of cellular communication because there are still there's a lot of press 
still yeah. in Gaza. Yeah. So they've been able to get out some information by just like going to the top, literally just going to top buildings and doing the classic thing of putting your phone up in the air and trying to get some signal or like trying to get it to go out basically. Um, so crazy how like mm-hmm. how the Israeli government is getting away with all this, but you know what? Mm-hmm. He'll get what he deserves. They'll all get what they deserve. I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> you can you can take it how you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before we move on, uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, and we're gonna come back with uh, some more news. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> uh, so another thing mm-hmm. that uh, has you know we'll talk a little bit about pop pop culture here is um, now there's almost like two sides to the media industry, right? So we had, you know, I think, I don't know if we mentioned it already. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we just talked about it personally. But we have, like, the group of celebrities, the pretty much your A-list celebrities, who came out with the uh, get the hostage back. They sent, a, like, an open message to Biden to, like, get the hostages back from Hamas. Mm-hmm. So essentially the pro-Israeli side. Mm-hmm. And then you have the 2,000-plus celebrities on the other side who are calling for a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like this will be like a major split in the industry. I don't know if you if you feel that way because there's also been the multiple boycotts now. Like yeah. everybody's boycotting Starbucks, even though we should have been boycotting them to begin with. Yeah. But people are boycotting them completely now, like not even playing around with it anymore. Right. To the point where even some employees of Starbucks are starting to quit mm-hmm. um, because they've had a history of supporting the Israeli government. And... Um, the celebrities themselves. So the way I think it's going to change, first off, like will you start taking an active, not role, but like will you actively start to avoid watching or supporting material that's made by people who came out to be pro-Israeli? Yeah, probably. Like I... I, Because there's some big names on the list. Like big names as in like people who are, you know, they've been making the biggest movies out today. Yeah, but I don't even watch movies like that. Mm -hmm. I don't even watch movies like that. So I'm just... But it's not only movies, TVs, and everything. I think that it's a very, like, how should I put this? Mm -hmm. If, like, are they pro-Israeli because they genuinely believe that Palestinian lives don't matter Mm -hmm. and are not as important as Israeli lives? Or are they pro-israeli because they're afraid of the repercussions of what could happen with their career so that was gonna be my other question is like do you think that we should judge these people because essentially they're doing what i mentioned a couple weeks ago what the countries around israel are doing Mm. where like they're trying to keep their mouth shut and like play nice with israel because they don't want to uh, feel that backlash because they know that the moment they do anything that will um show that they're even somewhat neutral or against uh israeli's uh interest israel's interest they will start losing jobs they'll information will randomly start coming out about them having some weird past like Mm. because there has been celebrities or even there was a couple a guy that i saw who was a voice actor like he said that he started just as a small guy like not like a big actor or whatever he's like yeah you know i just started reading up this was before even before all this was going down he's like i started reading up about what was going on in palestine um and i think like back in 2014 he he ended up joining one of the rallies and he was posting about it on his social media and there were guys like warning him be like hey you should you know why you shouldn't be watching what you're posting all that thing and then one day he was like called in for a meeting and one of the executives like walked in 
stared at him deeply in his like face, like got up to his face, didn't say anything, and just walked out of the room. And he said a week later he was dropped by his agency. And then since then he hasn't been able to get like constant work like he used to. Before he wasn't he said that like he was hot and but it went from straight from hot to cold immediately after that. Um and those A list celebrities, I have a feeling a lot of them don't uh, not a lot of, I can't, I don't want to give them too much grace mm. even though you know I try to be give people grace but like I feel like a lot of them they don't deserve our grace <laughs> they 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 have those interests where they don't want to lose yeah I mean um you know Huda the CEO of Huda Beauty like the makeup company yeah so she said that she like she made a video saying that she actually learned about what's actually been happening in Palestine slash Israel mm-hmm. um in 2018 mm-hmm. I think um and when she finally learned the truth because she she didn't actually know like she grew up in america and she mm-hmm. said that whatever information she was fed was the what like the israeli propaganda mm-hmm. so when she eventually What's learned Huda's background she's arab but she mm-hmm. uh grew up in the states okay. and then moved to i think she lives in dubai i want to say now. yeah um and so when she learned the truth she you know went to the protests that were happening at the mm-hmm. time i think 2018 was 2018 or 19 was uh the when they bombed Sheikh Jarrah I think do you remember mm-hmm. we actually spoke about that I think so yeah um anyway she went to that protest mm-hmm. and her she was about to launch her her makeup line or whatever in Israel mm-hmm. until she learned what happened and she's like oh hell no like yeah. as much as the Zionist movement does not equate to all Jewish people or it mm-hmm. does not it doesn't reflect all Jewish people she just in her heart couldn't support the israeli government and the Mm -hmm. israeli economy because of that and so she pulled her line and and said i'm not going to launch there Mm -hmm. and then she said that people were warning her they're like oh your career is going to be over like before it even starts and they were like really getting at Mm -hmm. her and she was like you know what even if my career is over at least i still have my dignity at least i'm still standing up for what's right human decency i would rather have my dignity than have a career based on you know whatever is going on Mm -hmm. and even to this day like um she said i'd rather again i'd rather have my dignity than than uh make money from blood money mm-hmm. is what she said something along the lines of that so i think that for celebrities yes there that there's that fear of you know being dropped from their agency and not mm-hmm. getting work and 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 it depends right because every like each person values different things right mm-hmm. some people value it's crazy because a lot of them on the list though the ones that support israel are self-proclaimed humanitarians yeah but they're not standing up for human rights and yeah. humans being literally obliterated like they're not standing up for that yeah well a lot of that stuff is also just for the cameras and of course really, it is yeah. of course it is it's it's to buy not votes because you're not voting for anything but it's it's to to gain popularity like points <laughs> yeah sure yeah, i don't yeah. know what the word is but like yeah but it's all it's that and then it's also like you know, if we if we're gonna take it back a bit, a completely separate issue, mm-hmm. the um the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Do we really think that a lot of people genuinely educated themselves on that movement, mm-hmm. or were they just posting a black square on Instagram because everybody was, and if you didn't, then you'd be called out? Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I think it's the same sort of thing now, where they probably just signed this petition or put their name down on this Instagram mm-hmm. post because they were probably pressured from their peers and mm-hmm. they're like, well, you know, I could choose to ignore it. Yeah. Or I can kind of sort of speak on it on a neutral basis ish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that at the end of the day, like 
there's a very clear line now. You're either on one side or the other. Like you can't really ride the middle because you're mm-hmm. going to get called out regardless. It's it's you no. Know, you you can ride the middle by just not addressing it at all. But you're still going to get called out because how mm-hmm. could you be so silent when something is very blatantly in your face now? Like you can no longer say, "Oh, I didn't know about it," because you'd have to. I feel like it's actually so prominent now mm-hmm. that you would have to actively be avoiding that type of content. Yeah, but then like they could also say like, "Oh, but I don't see you posting about what's happening in Congo." I don't see you talking. I don't see you constantly talking about what's going on in Yemen or but Sudan this is, this is, or Ethiopia. I really, or these places. I, I really want to encourage all of you guys. I don't remember mm-hmm. the the details of that episode, but go to our earlier ep- earlier episodes where mm-hmm. we. It's called um, the Tragedy Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's basically that. Yeah. Right. Like, and we. And I remember a point that we made back then was like, you know, how do you focus on if you were to sit here and focus on every single. Mm-hmm. In issue conflict war tragedy genocide that's happening in the world mm-hmm. you would probably drive yourself insane and yeah. e- to extreme depression at that point especially if you're someone who has compassion and empathy mm-hmm. for other human beings so we were saying in that previous episode and i still stand by this belief mm-hmm. you tend to focus more on issues that maybe you can sort of relate to mm-hmm. you know so with palestine the issue that's happening in Palestine. It started off anyways, like a couple years ago, it started off only really like the attention and the focus came from other Palestinians, Mm -hmm. some Arabs in general, Muslims in general. Why? Because in Jerusalem, there's Masjid Masjid al-Aqsa. And I believe Jerusalem itself is, um, I said that so weird. It's it's, uh, considered a holy site for Muslims, Christians, and And Jewish Jewish people, people, right? So, it's 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 a unique like it's a unique spot in that mm-hmm. sense of like it's important to everyone but like for muslims in general like that's a ho- considered one of the holy sites for us yeah and then now because it has um what's the word i'm trying to like it, it escalated so much mm-hmm. it's no longer just a muslim or palestinian issue now it's like a overall humanitarian issue mm-hmm. right it's it's well it's always been an overall humanitarian it, it always issue. has been but i'm saying like mm-hmm. for the rest of the world like they're finally starting to open their eyes up like it's not just a little muslim issue or mm-hmm. palestinian issue is what i'm saying i know for the, for us we know that it was a it's always been that yeah right so and then this is not to discredit or discount what's happening in the other parts of the world mm-hmm. like at the end of the day a tragedy is a tragedy there there's no if one person dies versus if a hundred people die, it's still the same level of sadness. Mm-hmm. The st- it's still the same um, level of like, it shouldn't be happening, mm-hmm. but I-, I just, I feel like, and, and this is the point that I was trying to make earlier was with the stuff that's happening in Palestine. I- I'm saying like a lot of people have it on their phones and we're seeing it on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. whatever, wherever. But with what, like for example, what's happening in Congo, I saw a text post. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing videos of it. And maybe that's just my algorithm. Maybe yeah. I'm not seeing it. It could be on other people's pages. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think like to that to that point that you made. Mm-hmm. Where like so you think that no matter who you are, you should be saying something about the situation. Um and even when it comes to like speaking up. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know some people are like, "Oh, well I only have like 3 followers. What's the point?" Yeah. You know? And and maybe okay, fine. In that in that case like it's not even like you're looking to make an impact because you could have a million followers or 20 followers. Mm-hmm. The point is when you're, it, it's it's more of an algorithm push, right? Especially mm-hmm. for this in particular thing, people are getting shadow banned, accounts are being deleted, um, posts are being deleted. And so the more people repost it, you kind of get a wider 
um you're like throwing out what do they call like the fish net thing yeah like throwing out a the bigger the net you have the more fish you might catch right yeah so the more people who post about it maybe yeah. at least it'll reach more people yeah uh just because of the numbers sheer numbers of the amount of people posting it yeah uh yeah i can definitely see that i think i was talking to someone the other day about it but i was like i've noticed that like okay this might be a controversial thing but I was like i noticed that like the east asian community isn't really i haven't seen a lot of interaction from that community when i say east asian not south asian but east asian like china korea japan all those places mm. but i think it's just because like you mentioned they just can't relate to this in any way at all yeah like they're not they're usually more secular or they're buddhist of anything they're they don't know anything about arabs or or europe or like they know about europe but like it's very like surface level and all those things so like if one person brushes off say oh they have like a holy war going on it's like ah whatever they'll just push it off to and mm. just think about whatever is going on in their area so that's why i'm like okay maybe if if you don't say anything about it but at least like if you are going to say something make sure you're educated first yeah um because yeah there are definitely some like asian influencers that i follow that i haven't even like mentioned in any way and, and it's i find it it's just so strange mm-hmm. like you know you're scrolling through and it's like you're seeing dead bodies here and mm-hmm. people being literally pulled out of the rubble no, and you're seeing that I'm, sorry yeah I'm, that's what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm seeing that as i'm scrolling and then as i continue to scroll it's like outfit of the day how mm-hmm. to style a dress shirt i'm like this mm-hmm. is so strange it's so mm-hmm. strange like but it's a weird feeling on that point yeah if you see people if you see like uh people who are 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 first first like um supporting or are pro-palestinian supporting the protests and like supporting ceasefire and all these things if they're posting about like you know they're, if they're if they're out here trying to still make money and like trying to uh build a brand like support them as much as you can don't judge them like i know that we're in a crazy time right now but these are the people we want to highlight as much as possible because um it comes down to like supporting your community, right? Yeah, and everybody no, still ha- and unfortunately it's because their income comes from I know I'm kind of biased here, but their income comes from social media. So sure they have to speak they're speaking about all these things on mm-hmm. social media as well, but they also have to make their job is on social media. So but I wasn't like, talking about those people. Yeah. Cuz cuz if you're posting about Palestine but No, but I'm not talking about you. I'm not I'm not oh. talking to you. I'm talking to general people cuz I see this yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. people being like how could you be posting about these things in this time? It it's like yeah, they still have to make money. Like yeah. if, don't you want these people who are speaking out about this be to to maintain their platform? Maintain their platform? Mm-hmm. Because if they only speak about this, they're going to lose that platform and then you're not going to have anyone to speak out for you anymore. Right. So you want to continue to support these people, especially like I mentioned, the people on the other side who wrote, who who signed the papers for, uh, for the ceasefire in, in Gaza. Like we should be supporting those people more. Look into what they're making. Look into what their projects are going, they're doing right now. Even if it's not related to what's going on in, in Palestine or Gaza right now, support it as much as you can because you want those people to be at the top. Right. The people who are on the other side who are pro-Israeli pro and calling for, you know, it's a good thing that um, to for hostages, you don't want innocent people to be killed in general on both sides. But like you don't want them to continue to hold these places in power where they can shun people who try to speak out about what's going on in mm-hmm. Palestine. You want to support the people who are speaking out about it. Mm-hmm. So don't go ahead in their comments and try and, and try to uh, shame these people, support them yeah. and, and make sure you're bringing light to the people who are actually making a positive difference in the community. That's all I want to say about that. 
because <laughs> it is frustrating when you see no, that I stuff know. yeah I, it, the logic behind it makes no sense too because i know those people that are commenting and shaming them on on wherever social media yeah. platform aren't you going to work yeah it's literally like aren't going to someone's to work? work and be like how could you be working a full-time job in these times it's <laughs> yeah. like what yeah it's <laughs> i still crazy. have to make money <laughs> exactly and and i think like because i'm trying to understand both sides of it right yeah. like i obviously understand this side because mm-hmm we're still posting not that this is our primary source of income but mm-hmm. we're still i i find that every single episode that we talk about now it comes back to this anyways mm-hmm. but we're still posting you know what i mean and is it gonna be status quo like yeah no we're gonna continue to talk about it as much as we can mm-hmm. however i feel like the angle that they're coming from is like well if you're in the entertainment industry the influencing mm-hmm. industry if you want to yeah. call it that you should have some sort of like empathy and maybe put put that on a pause but it's like first of all Mm -hmm. i don't know if some people know how the influencing industry works but when you have sponsorships you actually have deadlines so although you're not working a nine to five you still have deadlines to post content and Mm -hmm. if you don't post it then you lose your sponsorship if you lose your sponsor sponsorship you're not going to make your money that's literally where majority of the income it doesn't stop there because you could be blackballed later not black is that the word black yeah blackballed or but essentially like that company might not want to work with you because they see that you can't stick to your contract in the future and and the marketing industry is like pretty tight-knit right like if you mess up with one company Mm -hmm. then another company wants to work with you and maybe they have friends with the one that you previously messed up in yeah they'd be like oh don't work with this influencer because they let their uh like personal beliefs impact their mm-hmm. posting schedule or something along the lines of that, yeah. you know? So at the end of the day, a job is a job, regardless mm-hmm. of where you're working, whether you're an influencer or you're working, you know, your nine to five or whatever, a regular job that's outside of social mm-hmm. media. So I, I, I think it's, I, I don't think it's right for you to shame people mm-hmm. for continuing to, to do what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I've seen cases where like uh, an influencer who could be Muslim. I spoke about this last time. You know that Nabila girl mm-hmm. where she kind of posted this post when it first happened on October yeah. 7th, like a post of like neutrality yeah. where she said like, I stand with Israel and Palestine. And I was like, ooh, girl, mm-hmm. that's not a good look. And after that post, which she deleted, mm-hmm. she kind of resumed posting like normal content mm-hmm. and people were like really going in on her in the comments. Yeah. And then she later then, like, I think like a couple days ago posted about um, joining some sort of meeting about Palestine and like ways to help. And people were like, girl, it's too late. Like you already made your bed. Mm -hmm. Like don't even try now. I don't know. I feel like maybe she took the feedback in the comments and decided like, you know, maybe I messed up here. Let me try to make things better. Mm -hmm. And so now she's posting it. But like, I don't know. I feel like. The internet is not very forgiving sometimes. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is a whole one strike and you're out yeah. sentiment on the internet. Uh, even though it should be more like, a, you know, a, sure, if someone if someone makes a mistake mm-hmm. uh, and then later on they acknowledge their mistake and they try to make a difference, like we should at least allow them to 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 go through that change and see how they move forward. It's it's that whole line. It's like fool me once, mm. shame on fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool, fool me, me can't fool, no fool me can't get fooled again. No, oh. What was that line that uh, George Bush said? There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Oh, I don't know. I was going to quote J. Cole instead. Yeah, know. that was a J. Cole line. He said, fool me three times. 
Oh, that one. But yeah. remember you had the George Bush line thing? Oh, I don't remember that one. It was right that before one. that one? I don't remember that one. I'll put it in here, whatever. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but like, yeah. no, and I, and I, I think the biggest thing actually mm-hmm. about what you just said is the acknowledgement part. Yeah. Right? Because like, you could post something, it mm-hmm. doesn't land well, you're getting criticized and you yeah. read it and you're like, ooh, yeah, you know what, they're right, let me educate myself. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you change your stance and you post up something new mm-hmm. with your new stance. But there's no actual acknowledgement that you're mm-hmm. letting everyone else know. Like, you've acknowledged it behind closed yeah. doors, but they don't know. So I think for her, for example, if she did educate herself and now mm-hmm. she's taking the right steps towards using her platform to speak up against this, mm-hmm. at least put that acknowledgement out there too. And mm. unfortunately, like, you know, people could argue like, oh, you don't have to explain yourself. So she more to act like it didn't happen. Yeah, like, oh, I was on the right side all along yeah. type of thing, you yeah. know? Like, I think for her, what would have worked for her is to make a video to say like, hi guys, I messed up. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, posted this because of whatever reason she initially posted it. Mm-hmm. I saw your feedback. I I educated myself. You You were right. I didn't know too much about the situation at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have helped her. Yeah. Right now, I feel like whatever she posts, it's just not going to land well for her, unfortunately. Yeah, that's just one case. But in the meantime, to go back to the sponsorships and all these things, like, you know, as they're still trying to make their money out here, we should start, and actually this relates to the boycott thing, we should start promoting and propping up companies that Mm -hmm. uh, have shown that they have a positive humanitarian past, not only in the palestine situation but in, in most situations because you'll find that a lot of the companies who are in the pro-israeli side also have like connections to like pretty shady business in other cases yeah um so you should be more uh focused on who we're giving our money to mm-hmm. and propping up those companies so they're able to maybe add more uh money to their marketing department and start to sponsor these um these influencers who are maybe being shunned or being um, blackballed from these major companies who are more on the pro-Israeli side. So we almost build a separate economy that doesn't rely on these companies. So these uh, influencers who are trying to still make money out here don't feel like if they make their voice known on Mm -hmm. the situation that they'll get, um, uh, what do you call it, like... They don't have to compromise. Yeah, they don't have to compromise their views just to make a living. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get you. So, so yeah, that's That's another thing that we can do. Yeah, that's another thing we can do. Take the the way that we as consumers and as individuals, our power comes from our dollar. Yeah, sorry, I I keep throwing your words in your mouth. No, no, just yeah, (laughs) essentially what she's trying to say, like just see where you make, be more intentional about where your money is going, and um, realize that, like at the end of the day all these people in power they still rely they still rely on the individual and a lot of times they they rely on people being ignorant to the situation like we were speaking about in the beginning so it's up to us to make educate more people and start making intentional moves with how we spend our money and how we do our dealings and who we interact with and and who we support mm-hmm. so that's just some a big takeaway there and the last thing i want to talk about and i knew we shouldn't have the. I don't know why I trusted. This is my fault. I trusted wow. Western media, okay? Because there's an update. There's an update. Sorry, there's an update on a story that we spoke about in relation to Hassan Minhaj, mm. where so it, I I think it was literally just two episodes ago. Yeah, we brought it up, but essentially it came out that like, well, it was reported by the New York the New Yorker yeah. that um, a lot of the stories he told in his. Special. comedy specials were like completely made up or at least they weren't 
um they weren't exactly as he reported them on his in his special but he came out with a video recently mm -hmm. to basically clear up the air because he didn't really have an official statement on his whole situation he was kind of doing his own thing he was like he kind of brushed it off at first but really it, it seemed like he brushed it off yeah but really it's because he was building up a case for himself to show like okay these are these are the facts mm -hmm. and the major one was the one that we spoke about and we spoke about all of them but the major one was that about the girl who uh had racist parents mm -hmm. and ended up like not going to prom with him because of that so it was reported in the article that it actually wasn't because of that and like it was just him being like butthurt from being denied a date or being denied by the girl and um it turned out that like he actually went to the New Yorker and did an interview with them to like tell them the story and like see how he he came up with these um, premises on his special, mm -hmm. and they like misconstrued his words. They like they took words from here and there and like stitched it together and make it made it sound like something completely different from what the actual situation was. So like in that situation. The, he actually did in the prom situation he actually did go to the parents but it was a few days earlier in the story he'd say that it happened on prom date mm -hmm. on the prom day that he got denied by the parents but he actually said that the only difference is that he went a few days earlier and then they said oh no we're not gonna let our daughter go out with someone like you which essentially is because he was a brown kid uh so that story was completely taken out of context yeah and used against him so um that was the major focus. But then, of course, there are the other stories. And he did acknowledge and he did say he's sorry because he did take like the situation, especially with the anthrax situation. It didn't actually end up following on his daughter, mm -hmm. but he did actually receive an envelope which seemed to have anthrax in it. Uh, and his daughter wasn't under him, but like she was like next to him. It didn't touch her, mm -hmm. but he that's how he kind of played with the story because his wife later came when that happened because he he didn't even take her to the hospital that part of the story like that didn't happen but the one thing that did happen is that he did have a uh, conversation with his wife and it's like she, she did actually ask him like how if this was real yeah and he used that as like his inspiration because the thing he kept coming back to was saying this was my emotional truth mm -hmm. like it might not have happened this way but emotionally this is true this is how we were feeling this is how um yeah this is how we felt at this situation right because she did say that like how about if it did get on our daughter like what would you have done um so he was sorry about how he you know misrepresented the story or like changed it so that it, it to make it sound more sensational or like to get the point across more even even more but like the emotional truth is still there yeah and same thing for the situation with the fbi agent mm-hmm Sure, there wasn't like a actual FBI agent that he knew and he didn't get like, you know, arrested by the cops and all that. Um, but he knew someone who was from his mosque. Like there was an actual story like that from his mosque where there was an individual. I wish I remembered his name right now, but there was an individual from his mosque who was set up entrapped by the government and put in jail for 15 years. Mm. I think he actually went to Guantanamo Bay. Damn. He was put in jail for 15 years for uh, uh and they entrapped him they like essentially coaxed him into um saying things that they may um kind of like relate to back to like 
terrorism and 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 extreme mm-hmm. extremism to use that against him with the patriarch and all that stuff so that that did happen but it wasn't to him specifically and uh that's how he kind of but the emotional truth was still there it's there still was were fbi agents who were posing as muslims and going into mosques right and and setting up kids literally kids to put them in jail for many years like in that case so yeah the emotional truth was there that's what he kept going back to the emotional truth is there but he is sorry about how he misrepresented the story at least the, the exact facts of the story i mean did people really think that all comedians told like 100 percent factual stories mm-hmm. like did they really think that no n- no one really thought it was 100 percent. but like the way the new yorker made it sound is that they were completely made up like they didn't happen there was that argument but then there's also the argument that i saw where um they were saying like hassan is using using uh muslim like uh, islamophobia and what was the other one mm-hmm. racism against like southeast asians as his premise for the yeah. stories when like these things didn't even happen so like why play on those mm-hmm. things and i'm like mm, i didn't see it in that way like maybe he was telling these stories to shed light on it yeah like that's where he said like maybe that's my mistake that's i'm he said he's open to criticism yeah he sees where the faults are and he's sorry for that mm-hmm. and maybe he and he's gonna try and be better at that in the future because he has another special that he's doing right now he's touring with it mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day the emotional truth were uh, emotional truth were there, still there yeah so like those things are actually happening and he was adjacent like adjacent to a lot of situations like he was there for those situations but it may not have happened to him exactly mm. he just put himself in the middle of that spot there yeah i mean in i that, can in that spotlight i can respect his apology especially mm-hmm. for you know one to be open to criticism acknowledging mm-hmm. it directly like that's that's big so yeah but it also makes you realize that like you should never really especially when it comes to western media like uh, but we all know that's true like and and we it, all know especially they if they're going after like someone who's a muslim yeah who's a person of color like I, you should be a lot more critical on how they're representing his story because mm. they will, they will, they will twist it as much as they can. Especially with someone who uh, has had a lot of international attention on them, specifically because remember the Saudi government hated him. Mm-hmm. There's an episode they made on Patriot, the show about the Saudi government, and it was actually taken off the air. Yeah, it was taken off Netflix because of how. Uh, how much attention it got from the Saudi government. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, that's his, that's a learning opportunity for him. So now he knows, mm-hmm. hopefully, for his next, like, special. Yeah. But he can't, like, make any changes to the one that he's currently on now, right? Like, well, I'm sure he were... probably learned this already. Oh, yeah. B- maybe from individuals. I'm, I'm assuming that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't make this apology and then come out with another special where he does the exact same thing. Yeah. If he does, then, of course, that's where the whole, you know, second time, you know, maybe it's a two-strike limit. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. At least on the internet. That's better than the one strike we currently have, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, if we yeah. Working, if we work at least towards a two-strike system, that's a hundred, literally a hundred percent better than what we had before. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I won't disagree with that. Yeah, so I just wanted to clear that mm-hmm. before... Um, we ended it off here, so yeah. Um, yeah, that was a long episode, or was it a long no, episode? Not really. Not really. We're at the one twenty minute. I mean, honestly, like a lot of you guys liked the one hour forty two minute or however long the last mm-hmm. week's episode was, but um, maybe we'll get into like longer episodes. There's more stuff that we could 
we're thinking of like adding to like get more interaction from you guys yeah and maybe bring some like you know some uh, structure mm. to the podcast right so inshallah we'll start working on that in the next few episodes mm-hmm. but for now thank you for listening you remember to follow us i almost forgot what i, was <laughs> I know I was like- you can remember to follow us on all our social medias at cousin connection pod mm-hmm. we haven't done this in a while we really have yeah and remember to subscribe to the channel uh like the video that really does help especially now with all this stuff that we're talking about yeah. the algorithm does not like us it doesn't uh so like i mentioned support your local uh influencers or local podcasters <laughs> <laughs> and go ahead and subscribe to the channel even if you're just an audio listener it helps if you go to subscribe to the channel and just like the video mm-hmm. uh, whenever you get the chance because it'll hopefully get us back into the good graces of the uh, algorithm but until then thank you again for listening We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.